Well, ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever and whenever you are. Welcome to the radio program called Smoking and Toasting. This is show number 48. Uh, it's a show we've chosen to title Fruit Beer Fiesta, <laughs> which is pretty corny, but I liked it anyway. Uh, it is a fruity name. And we'll get back to that in a minute, but Smoking and Toasting is a show that's all about uh, craft beer. Fine distilled spirits and hand rolled cigars. My name is Cruz. My co host is the one and only the inimitable Ian Barry. How are you, my friend? Oh, man, I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing so good. Our program is uh, brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 B&B. Washington Ave in Houston. Uh, big shout out to Jeremiah, who I got to hang with a little bit this week, who is awesome. And um, just huge, huge props to B&B for, among other things, the bacon. Oh my the God. It, once you go and you have this bacon appetizer, you'll know what I mean. It's yes. it's the only appetizer I've ever come across that I've gone, I will order this every single time <laughs> I come here. There won't be a time I don't order right, it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, so anyway, we love those guys and they are a proud sponsor of Smoking and Toasting, which, you know, shows that they're loyal and a little nuts. And we like that. We like that about them. So uh, we are going to talk Fruit Beer Fiesta on this show. And the fruit beer thing, I was actually reading an article on, um, uh, I, I don't remember what, it was one of the big you know news websites, but it was an opinion part of the website, and the guy was uh, talking about the current trends in beer, and he was just trashing fruit beers. And I thought, you know, a few years ago, I'd have probably done the same, because mm-hmm. I was not a big fan of those sort of signaling sweet uh, fruit beers that were more common. But that's the whole point. They're so generally sick, uh, sickeningly sweet, right? You know that it's hard to drink some of those. Well, we've had some over the past several months mm-hmm. here on the show that have been really good. I mean, I, I have turned my entire yes, viewing on it around. I recall the one that really did it for me was the St. Arnold Raspberry AF. And to yes. this day, I try to keep some of that in my refrigerator. It is, by the way, raspberry AI. It is. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what it is. And it it doesn't sound like, at least to my taste sensibilities, it would be that good, but it's delicious. It doesn't and, even look like it. It looks like I a know. girly drink. It does. You know, like it's a, <laughs> and it's and refreshing. It's and it's like it's it's beer and you can catch a good buzz from it too. I can tell you that <laughs> by firsthand uh, experience. And we've had some others. Um when the uh when some of our guests have been on, they brought uh, uh different fruit infused uh, beers. We had a a peach from um Shiner last week on the show that we mm-hmm. both really liked. So there's a lot of good things happening with fruit. And I thought, you know what? Let's knock some of these out this week. Let's do so. We're going to taste four beers today. We have four fruit beers that we're going to taste. We're going to start in the next segment. <clears throat> With a Ballast Point beer. Now, we had uh, the Ballast Point rep was on with us several weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he brought some really great beers. He did not, however, bring the Ballast Point Mango Even Keel. So a mango-infused And the even keel is quite good. Yeah, even keel is so great. interesting yes. to see. Absolutely. So we'll, so we'll do that. Uh, we've got something called Hopnosh Tangerine IPA from Unica. It's Unica or Utica uh, Brewing Company. I'll look at the can here in just a moment and pronounce it correctly. Uh, we've got one that I saw in specs, and I thought, got to try this. It is also a raspberry, like the Raspberry mm-hmm. AF, but it's made by... 
those wacky brewers at Funkworks. I like it already. Uh, Funkworks Raspberry Provincial. Is I've never had it, and name. I like it already because it's <laughs> Funkworks. And finally, uh, we'll be tasting one that comes in a bomber. Actually, it looks like a champagne bottle. Uh, it is the Cascade Brewing Kentucky Peach 2016. And I was in Specs, and our buddy there, uh, Joey uh, Porter, uh, saw me in the store, and he walks up to me and shoves it into my hand, shoves a bottle into my hands and says, you're going to want to taste this on the show. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, okay, cool, because I trust Joey. He's got great taste. Like, you know, if he says we should, we should. I didn't really look at it. I didn't see that it was peach at the time. I just put it in my basket because I was there shopping. And I get to the register, and I think it was $28. <laughs> I was like, holy Surprise. cow, Joey. So uh, so I'm hoping this is good. This has been in my fridge uh, for a little while. So, so we're going to do those uh, fruit beers. And then you've brought... A very interesting selection uh, for whiskey today, mm-hmm. haven't you? I tell, did. Tell me about this Jack Daniels. This is the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select. Okay, so bottle. immediately when I think Jack Daniels, I think more of the mass market, you know, mm-hmm. sort of general. Although very good, but but this is this is their upper end, and I got to be honest. Uh, as far as the regular Jack Daniels, uh, I'm not like for a mixer, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think it's on its own. Not to my palate, very drinkable. However, this one is particularly good. I like their barbecue sauce. The barbecue sauce <laughs> is good. Plus, their their whole their whole ad campaign is awesome. You yeah, know, their whole uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their whole visual aspect of everything they do is really well done. I've often wondered, did they give Michael Anthony from Van Halen that bass, the Jack Daniels bass, or <laughs> did yeah, good question. or did he have that made because he was such a fan of the uh, of the product? But uh, all right, so this is their upper end single barrel. Mm-hmm. And I see that it's signed. Is that signed by some buddies or? Uh... Um, I don't know why that's signed. To be with you. <laughs> okay, perfect. This was a gift to me. <laughs> well, it says cheers on it. <laughs> it I can say read cheers, and I can read that much. And it's uh, 2010, and it says number seven. <laughs> well, there you go. That's so that's it how we'll identify number it. seven, right? Ian, did you uh, smoke anything interesting this week? Uh, I had an old standby that's fantastic, and I don't know if I've talked about it on this show, but it's one of my favorite and go tos. It's a Ilyasion MJ12. Ooh, nice. Now, Ilyasion has this whole line of cigars, and they're all the same blend and mm-hmm. different sizes. Right, but For right. some reason, the MJ12, they wrap in a, in foil. I don't know why. It's the only one in the line they wrap in foil. And all their cigars are good, but this MJ12, for whatever reason, at that size, and they wrap it in foil, is delicious. It's a Honduran cigar. It's, uh, it's six inches by 54 uh, so it's a Gordo Toro is what they call it, um, or Toro Gordo. Um, the wrapper is so toothy, leathery. The construction is yeah. all, yeah, I know, I love it. Like like chewy almost, you mm-hmm. know, and the construction is outlandishly good. It's a full-flavored cigar. It's a, it's a Maduro wrapper, but a very light-colored Maduro wrapper. Um, and it smokes fantastic. You get the uh, you get nuances of leather, almost fruity nuances in it. Um if you're really paying close attention, you get some of that. It's and it 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 starts off almost exactly the way it finishes. It's such a nice. uh, co- such a consistent flavor all the way yeah. through, and that's it's been one of my go tos since the day I found it. Wow! So price versus quality, it's about an eight eight to ten dollars cigar depending mm-hmm. on where you buy it. Right. I give that one hands down. I give that one an eight. Oh wow! It's so that's good huge. every single that's time. That's huge. Yeah. Eight eight is a big score yes. on this scale. That's well. It's one of my absolute go tos. You know, like, if you consider that a ten would mean that the cigar was easily worth twice what you paid, right? So an eight is like 
wow yeah that's, that's and it really does smoke like something that you would if if i paid 18 dollars for a cigar that was that good i'd be happy on our price to quality scale for those who might be new listeners a five means you got exactly what yeah, you paid for that's the middle of the yeah. scale you get so exactly. if you if you get a five and a half you did really well right and if you get an eight you're like go out and buy the cigar now yes yes, yes. absolutely uh i had an interesting one this week and actually i will confess it wasn't just this week i've been s- smoking several of these over the past couple of weeks because i uh, i bought a box of the cao pilon corona now i've mm-hmm. always liked cao cigars and, and as a matter of fact i gave you one of these at your mm-hmm. wife's birthday party a couple of them as a matter yeah, of couple fact. of us that's what happens when you buy now. a box you share with your friends that's part of <laughs> part of what cigars are about so the pilon line though is a really different line from cao and here's what it says on the website it says uh in the tobacco barns of the late 1800s in cuba skilled men called pilaneros were masters of a very slow 18-month-long fermentation technique using round pilones. It involves hemming tobacco leaves together and stacking them layer by layer in a circular pattern. Building and tending to the round pilone takes a lot of patience and skill, and it's slower. So eventually, a lot of uh, cigar uh, manufacturers got away from this style uh, because they, you could do it faster in a different configuration. Mm-hmm. The pilon is a return to doing it that way uh, in this particular line from CAO. And the one I smoked was the smallest one. It's a um, the the Corona. It's only uh, a forty four ring gauge and it's five and a half inches long. So it's not a, not a mini cigar, but it's definitely not large. It's a small but beautiful stick. Had pre light notes of tobacco and chocolate with some woodiness. Uh, the wrapper is an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper. It's Nicaraguan binder and fillers, and the cigar is medium to full-bodied. First thing I noticed almost immediately upon lighting this up is surprisingly complex. Yes. Even from the very like beginning. Because I, I find a lot of cigars, even the ones that I really love, are not that complex at first. You get like maybe one flavor at first, and then once you get about a half an inch in, then you start to feel things blend and build. Uh, Notes of wood, cocoa, and a slight sweetness, and it gets more and more complex the longer you smoke it. So it's one you're going to want to smoke all the way down uh, to the nub, a finger burner. Uh, It's a smaller cigar, but only 4 to $5. Price to quality, a solid 7 is what I would say. So. So two like major wins in the cigar category on this show. And coming up, hopefully we'll find some fruit beer wins. Mango Even Keel will be first. And that's coming up in the next segment. It's Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back to Smokin' and Toastin'. This is show number 48. It's the Fruit Beer Fiesta. Uh, my name is Cruz. My co-host is Ian Barry, and we are brought to you by uh, B&B Butchers and Restaurant on Washington Ave in Houston and opening soon in Fort Worth, Texas. So if we have listeners in the Metroplex, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, you are going to have your very own B&B. You won't have to drive to Houston to uh, check it out. I have a buddy of mine that, uh, in the Dallas area that listens to this show, and I'm sure he's going to be trying that. Yeah, he He's, he's definitely got to uh, book a table there as soon as they're open because if nothing else, they have, and I'm not kidding here, they have one of the best bar selections I think I've ever seen at, uh, I started to say at a steakhouse, way better than any other steakhouse yeah. I've ever seen, and rivaling really just about any 
any restaurant I can think of in terms of, of whiskey selection. They're did just, we mention the bacon appetizer, by the way? I don't know this if we so did, good. but let's do. The bacon appetizer <laughs> the rocks. Bacon appetizer's so good. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, uh, a few shows back, we reported uh, that Matt Booth from Room 101 Cigars was leaving the cigar business. He had uh, stepped away from Room 101. Right. He, he, was kind of like, he was kind of like their Jonathan Drew, I guess. Mm-hmm. He was their you know, Svengali of the, of the thing. And Room 101... I've smoked some great Room 101 cigars. That is a wonderful uh, line of smokes. Uh, Well, Matt Booth is back uh, in the cigar business. He was a jeweler turned cigar maker, basically put Room 101 on the map, and he also does real avant-garde rings and bracelets. Uh, He told Cigar Aficionado he's returning to the world of tobacco. Just couldn't stay away, so he quietly, during his uh, since his retirement in January, has turned to Robert Caldwell of the Caldwell Cigar Company and A.J. Fernandez, and the three of them have worked together to create two new brands that will be introduced at the, uh, I think were just introduced actually, at the uh, IPCPR trade show, Hit and Run and The Truth. Oh. So these are the two new brands. Uh, it's uh, They're made by the William Ventura Factory in the Dominican Republic. That's the Hit and Run brand. Uh, it is Ecuadorian Habana wrapper, Indonesian binder, and Dominican filler. Uh, then the truth is the three-way collaboration between Booth and Caldwell and A.J. Fernandez. And it is going to be made in Nicaragua, in Nicaragua using only Nicaraguan tobacco. Uh, both cigars are slated to retail for about ten to thirteen dollars. Nice. So, so should be, be looking forward to that. In fact, as soon as I see uh, one of these, I'm going to have to grab it so we can uh, review it on the show. Uh, they do say a few retailers already have it, but it'll be shipping to most retailers across the country, uh, uh, like in the next couple of weeks. It's it's very difficult not that's, to yell out. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> that's hit and run, by the way. Uh, and the truth will be shipping in <laughs> September, so not not that far away. All right, so. So it is a fruit beer fiesta on the show. We have talked about fruit-infused beers for quite some time uh, here on Smoking and Toasting, and we are about to start um, a sort of a, a, a mega tasting here. So we've got four beers, uh, four beers in one show. But I, I think we can handle it. Ian, are you up to the challenge? I have in my hand here. Yes. The perfect balance of fruit and hops. Oh, it says actually that right on the can. Oh well, that's good to know. <laughs> it says our mango even keel is ideal beer for easy drinking. The hoppy seasonable ale gets flavor boost from mango, which perfectly plays off the citrusy hop bouquet. With fruit, hops, and a low ABV, this beer is truly on another level. Very, so they're very they're making this as a yeah. sessionable beer. Yeah. Well, you mentioned how much we like the even keel. From, even keel is uh, quite good. So this is even keel, basically mango this infused. Smells awesome. It yeah, smells it so mangoy. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting because, and we'll see when we take the first taste here. But I would say that I've had mango infused um, beers before, and it didn't. It all, it was a hint of mango. This smells like it's kind of more like in this your face. This has definitely mango. got mango in it. I, mm-hmm. I, it actually tastes a lot like it smells, but it's not sweet mango. It's not right. Uh, in fact, the beer is no has got, cloying sweetness to it at all. It's actually got a little bit of that sort of IPA or pale ale bitterness yeah. to it yeah. uh, that that works in a good way to keep the mango from being too sweet because that's right. really potentially the problem, although I don't know how they do it with the raspberry AF, but it's potentially the problem with the fruit-flavored beers well, is that they get too sweet. That's what, Yeah, that's that's, that's why, why the raspberry always, AF is a sour, I guess. You know, stayed away from the fruit beers is because they're always so sweet. But this, you know, and recently you're right. I mean, recently they've, they've I guess companies are changing the way they do fruit beers instead of making them real sweet. 
they're making them more beer-like and adding flavors to it instead of making it sweet with whatever you know fruit that they want to toss. If in you've there. been listening to the show for a while, you may recall back in January we did you know kind of a, an outlook on what was expected in the craft beer market in 2017, and there were two things that were big. Uh, that we talked about, one was sours and one was fruit infused. I've always been a fan of sours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the fruit infused is really. I mean, if you go to any store that carries a decent amount of craft beer, you'll almost mm-hmm. be surprised at how much fruit infused there is on the shelf right now. It's like the companies are shipping it out like crazy, mm-hmm. and people seem to be responding to it well. I like the mango even keel. This it's so sessionable and so easy going. This is something I could see. You know, having at a party and just kind of keep going back to you know? right. And you know, um, it occurs to me that uh, Bud Light Lime is actually fruit infused. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a really good point. Ian. They were and actually since, ahead of the curve on that one. Since I think. you, since you loved that so much in our blind uh, light beer blind taste, it actually did make my list because it had more flavor than the rest of them. <laughs> yes, and as I keep pointing out, uh, it did, and that flavor was lemon pledge. Uh, but. Uh, but, but at least yeah. it was flavor. But at least it was flavor. Uh, if you guys have not heard our um, our light beer blind taste test, please go back. It was a couple of episodes ago. Please go back and listen to that. It was a lot of fun. By the way, before we try the next beer, I am really thrilled to make a major announcement on the show. Smoking and Toasting is now available on TuneIn. TuneIn is one of the best connections to radio, streaming audio, and podcasts in the world. I'm a huge fan of theirs. You can listen on TuneIn to radio stations from all over the globe, mm-hmm. their their streams. TuneIn has their own, you know, uh, different format stations. They have stations. a huge audiobook a library, huge, too. Oh, they do, and it's awesome. I use that all the time. It's awesome. And they feature a select. It's not like one of those every podcast in the world, you know, uh, directories. But the ones they select are really, really good, and I am thrilled to announce that we've been that's, selected that's, you know that's a complete surprise to me and we yeah i did hadn't you told you about purpose? this yes i did I, <laughs> awesome. uh, usually i tell you all this stuff before the show but today i want to surprise you <laughs> that's awesome so here's what this also means if you're one of those people who on amazon prime day went out and got yourself an echo or an echo dot uh and you have alexa all you have to say oh, you have to make sure you have tune in activated on your alexa and then all you have to say is alexa play smoking and toasting I love that. And this. Alexa will play the latest episode of the Smoking and Toasting podcast. So, yeah, it's the bomb. Yeah, it's very cool. So, <laughs> so I'm awesome. just really excited to have been chosen by TuneIn. I, I think that's just a fantastic uh, uh, vote of confidence for the show. And so, uh, thank you guys in, uh, I'm very in happy California about that. at TuneIn. That's awesome. Time for another beer. Uh, this one is another fruit infused beer. And this one really caught my eye on the shelf. It is from, uh, and I went back and, and looked at the uh, thing, and I was saying it wrong. It's not Unita or Unita. It's Uinta, U-I-N-T-A. Uinta, or maybe it's like Yunta. I don't know. Uh, I, we couldn't find how to pronounce it uh, on on the uh, web. But uh, it is their Hopnosh, and uh, they have a Hopnosh IPA, which mm-hmm. is one of their uh, – I think main uh, beers that they produce. Well, this is the Hopnosh Tangerine IPA, and it's seven point three ABV, by the way. So that's so how that stacks up. This is really good. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, that? it's really good. Well, it smells awesome too. Um, this doesn't have like the the mango even keel that we just tasted has such a big mango smell. This doesn't have a giant tangerine smell. It has right. A, 
Right, I can tell that from just the initial. It has uh, a bit. Um, the initial sniff there, but it's the mouthfeel on this is a little, um, a little bit of a heavier mouthfeel to it, and I kind of right. like that. It's got more. The Ballast Point Even Keel Mango or Mango Even Keel is a little more sessionable tasting, mm-hmm. although this doesn't. It doesn't have such a thick mouthfeel that you feel like you couldn't go. No, sessionable not at all. With this. Not at all. It's not. It's not like that. It's a little thicker than the uh, than the sessionable, but it's. Like it's like a big IPA, I guess. Well, it is an IPA. It's like a big IPA um, mouthfeel to it. It's nice. It's almost like they use the tangerine as more of a way to sort of cut the bitterness, yeah. As opposed to it being like a heavy right. infusion flavor. You it's know what a, I mean? This is really good. I yeah. would buy this. I would this buy is this delicious. and keep it in the fridge. This yeah, is- this is this is quite delicious. And they have a really attractive can. Uh, Uinta or Uinta uh, Brewing is out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and this is their. Um, I think it's it's their primary IPA is the Hopnosh, and this is the fruit variant. And it says on the can, forget the map, pack the Uinta. Uh, <laughs> That's so, nice. So, yeah, so I like this. This is a really uh, very refreshing. And I will say this, even though the infusion of the tangerine is not, like, overwhelming, you can definitely tell that it's tangerine and not orange. Right, right. You know, it doesn't have that sort of... Uh, I don't know the sweetness, maybe that an orange would have mm-hmm. uh, versus a tangerine. This, it almost has more like a flavor of the zest, even because it's got a little bitterness to it, but in, mm-hmm. in a good way, you know. And it's, uh, I think I said seven point three ABV, so it's uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, pick, I'd it, pick that up again. It's that was nice. definitely, that's uh, definitely it, a winner. Not only uh, uh, can you pick it up, but uh, I think we will. <laughs> I, I think we will definitely do that. So. <laughs> I'm totally looking forward to uh, uh, speaking with Maxwell about this uh, oh. hop, this this candy that uh, we have. It looks like hops. Well, coming up in the next segment, we will be talking with Maxwell Arndt from Swag Brewery. They are the guys that do the beer soap, and they have sent us a sample here of the Hoppy IPA soap, which uh, while we're on with him, Ian, you have to unwrap this and uh, and smell it and see. <laughs> and and I'm going to be watching your face because it's going to be a phone interview, so he won't be able to he see. He won't your be able face. to see what I yeah. what I do right right. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see how good this is. But uh, they make some great looking gifts that are all beer related, but they're not just like you know. Uh, coasters and and towels and t-shirts they're uh, beer soap and beer hot sauce and beer candy which Uh, yeah they're all made with beer yeah so we'll uh, be getting to that coming up in the next segment plus we're going to be live at uh, b&b butchers and uh, restaurant next week that's pretty exciting about about that show coming up as well it's smoking and toasting number 48 thanks for listening Well, welcome back, my friends, to Smoking and Toasting. This is show number 48, and my name is Cruz. My co-host is Ian Barry. Bobby is our producer, and we are uh, brought to you by the fine folks at B&B Butchers and Restaurant. It's at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston, and they're awesome. And I had uh, I stopped by and uh, hung out with Jeremiah a little bit this last week. First of all, total class guy. I love that dude. He's a lot of fun. Secondly... I actually sat there and started taking mental inventory of what they have in their bar, 
and I just, I lost count and became confused and disoriented. <laughs> it was awesome. So, uh, and it had nothing to do with what I was drinking. I promise. Uh, we are really excited to welcome this next uh, gentleman uh, to the show. Uh, he joins us by phone from, I believe, Tallahassee, Florida, is where he is today. He is, as we have promised, the guy behind Swag Brewery, and Swag Brewery is not known for making beer. As much as they are known for making beer stuff. Beer stuff. That's beer why stuff. it's swag. That's why it's swag. And please welcome Mr. Maxwell Arndt. Max, uh, welcome to the show. Do you like Max or Maxwell? Uh, you know what? Either one's fine. Uh, I usually introduce myself as Maxwell so people know what to call me when they're mad at me, but uh, I'm okay with either one. <laughs> I was going to say, we can start with Maxwell, but after a few drinks or, or whiffs of the uh, hoppy IPA beer soap, we might, you know, we might just... You know, be on that shorter max, uh, max tip. <laughs> exactly. So. That's that's uh, that's totally fine. And then after that, after a few more, uh, then pay you or whatever, right? Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, dude, <laughs> dude works a lot. I think in these situations. Uh, max, you're in Tallahassee today, but where where are you from, and where is Swag Brewery? Uh, so Swag Brewery is based out of Tallahassee right okay. now. I'm originally from Minneapolis, um, the cold north there, but uh, I'm actually in Tallahassee. Uh, my fiance is going to graduate school here at Florida State, so we've been here for about four years and uh, moved the headquarters of Swag Brewery here when we moved down here. So, so let me tell you how I stumbled across you guys. My wife knows uh, that I'm always looking for stories about beer and cigars and other stuff, things that might be interesting to talk about on the show. And she, I guess, in doing some kind of search for that, came across your stuff online, and she sent it to me, and I immediately uh, went online and bought a soap kit uh, for my good friend Dave, who loves two things in life. He loves beer and he loves small scented soaps. So he was like, I was like, this is the perfect gift for him. So I, so I, oh, I got, yeah. I got some for him to take when I go see him uh, later this year. Uh, but, oh, perfect. but we have some of your products here and we haven't, we haven't actually tried them yet. So we want to do that with, with a few of them. Although Ian, I'd prefer that you didn't shower during the show, if that's okay. Well, I mean, how else are we going to try the, the soap? So you know? how did you get started doing beer soap, Max? Yeah, so uh, in the 2011, I graduated from undergraduate college at University of Minnesota, and um, I had worked in the beer industry a little bit and knew that I wanted to do something with beer. You know, at that point, the uh, kind of craft beer revolution wasn't as red hot as it is right now, but I could feel it picking up. And uh, a friend of mine also was kind of looking to start something, and he said, hey, how about we start a brewery? He said, I'm a graphic designer, so how about you do all the brewing work and you make the entire business run and I'll just design the labels. And I said, that doesn't quite sound like a, a nice split of labor, but <laughs> let's try and cap- capitalize on this uh, some other way. So we started off just selling T-shirts and stuff at different beer festivals, which I assume you guys have been to some beer festivals. They're oh, pretty yes. fun. But mm-hmm. um, And then the, the soap and things just kind of started popping in here and there. And then was calling up saying, hey, we want to stock your stuff. I was like, I don't even know how I would get it to you or why you'd want to carry it, but sure. And then, uh, you know, here we are, what, four or five years later after we kind of started the business. And, uh, yeah, we're in about 1,400 stores around the country. And, um, you know, you can find us online a bunch of different places. Um, and, yeah, so it's all just – it's still – Beer-themed stuff, kind of like you said, um, now that we're a little bit bigger and we're trying to expand our reach a little bit, you know, we're, we're coming out with some stuff, um, maybe some whiskey soap and uh, wine soap. So um, we're, we're no longer limiting ourselves to beer, but that is where we started. I love the idea behind the whiskey soap because then, guys, if you come home and your wife says, 
you smell like whiskey. If you've been drinking, you go, no, I just took a bath. <laughs> Remember that soap exactly. you bought me for Father's Day? Max, the uh, the the soaps that I uh, have seen so far, and you can tell me if I'm leaving any out, these are the beer soaps that you guys offer. Apricot Wheat, Honey Pilsner and Oats, Vanilla Porter, Hoppy IPA, Belgian Wit Beer, Oatmeal Stout, and Crushed Oats. And then I see where you've added three new ones. Hard cider, breakfast stout, and tropical lager. Did I did I cover them all? You nailed them. You nailed them. Yeah. If you're so, ever looking for a job, I might have you come to a trade show. <laughs> you so, nailed them. Uh, so, how exactly do you go about brewing or or crafting beer soap? So it's uh, it's you know it's not that much different than just any regular soap. Uh, it just there's certain ways in certain places where you may add water or some sort of water like other ingredient and we basically just dump beer in there instead um and you know it's <laughs> sounds like a college party i went to one time right. <laughs> we drink all exactly. we can we make hey, soap out of the rest <laughs> let's just pour beer on it it'll make it better yeah um but you know uh, as you can tell if you know from using it or at least from smelling it you know most people are going to say oh i don't want to smell like a stale beer but you can tell it's not you know it doesn't come off as a stale beer smell right. we kind of pump it up with other cool things in there, like in the hoppy IPA, we actually grind up hops and put it in there, so you so get that kind of hoppy aroma. So there's actual and, uh, ground, yeah, so ground hops in the soap. There is, yes, yes, which nice. is a great exfoliant, which I know you're always looking for good exfoliant. I am. Too, so that's, it's uh, that's it's, a, serious, new, new it's a serious need in my grooming life. So we'll smell delicious. Yeah. Actually, so we just uh-huh. opened the end of of the one you were talking about here, the hoppy IPA, it really and it, does, it actually yeah. smells yeah. really good. Like, Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind like smelling like that. In fact, I'd love to smell like that instead of I what think, I smell. Yeah, like. I think that's so, quite okay. Um, so, that, was the was the that's soap? That's one thing that we've. Go ahead. Uh, uh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say that's that's a that's just one that's one thing that we kind of always um, walk the line on is you know it's a, it's a funny gift, it's a funny kind of thing, you know. Um, but then when people smell it or open it or use it or whatever, they go, "Wow, this actually smells really delicious," and I want to use this. And a lot of times we have. Women will buy it for a guy, and they'll get it home. They'll open it up and say, "Oh no, I'm I'm not going to give it to him. I'm going to use it myself." But, yeah, it's kinda, we we go back and forth on you know. Yeah, this is a funny thing, but it's actually really good soap. So yeah, I was going to say it smells great, and that was actually one of my first thoughts. Is oh, my wife would probably use this. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't yeah. have a cheap cloying kind of smell no. to it. It's a really nice fresh uh, scent to it. Max, is the soap the best selling stuff that you sell, or does anything else uh, sell more? You know, we've been doing that the longest. It's kind of like our flagship item. It's the thing that seems to catch people's eyes the most. Um, so numbers-wise, yeah, we probably sell the most of that. But, um, you know, we don't – anything that we're not selling well, we usually kill it off pretty quickly. So everything else does does do pretty well. The hot sauces, um, which we, you know, launched just like about a year ago, those have, those have really been taken off. People love those. Um, and, you know, I've – I'm fortunate enough that I have uh, really good access to them, so I go through about mm-hmm. a bottle every two weeks. But um, I, you know, I, I love that I can use it too. So maybe, maybe I'm not making money off of them. Maybe I just make them for myself. <laughs> well, your hot sauces are beer infused. It's Wild Barrel Supply Company is the uh, the brand name for the hot sauce, and uh, we're sitting here looking at roasty chipotle, uh, Asian sriracha and garlic mm-hmm. serrano but all of these are beer infused how big a role does the beer play in the hot sauce is it really only a minor thing or is it a kind of a key ingredient yeah it's kind of like the soap which you know you don't want to cross paths there too much because you don't want to end up eating the soap but <laughs> um you know it's it's just got a overall in the recipe it's a few percentage points of the total kind of recipe but if you 
try them out, it's you know it's going to be like when you're cooking with wine or something. You can kind of just get that little hint in there, you know, accent of the uh, of the booze that kind of kicks up the flavor a notch. But it's not going to again taste like a stale beer. You know, it's it's primarily a hot sauce. So, and so we have this. Yeah, yeah, we have actually uh, a few chips here. Which one of these should I try first? We got Asian sriracha um, and ro- toasty roasty chipotle and the uh, uh, serrano. If you're gonna go through all of them, start with the Asian sriracha first. You'll see on the the bottles they have a little um, indicator by the barcode there of the heat level. The ah, Asian sriracha is the least hot, two. least okay. spicy. Okay. Yep. And then the uh, the garlic serrano I'd go to next, and then the roasty chipotle. And if you're if you're a hot sauce person, none of these are gonna be anywhere near too hot for you. Right. Um, these are you know kind of. These made for are, people that aren't even necessarily hot sauce people, so it's you know we don't want to burn anybody's face off. So while Ian is is sampling that, and I'm looking, I'm, I, I I see approval written on his face. <laughs> while he's sampling that, let me ask you real quick about the one that I'm kind of the most, I actually find the most questionable, which is the brew candy, actual candies made <laughs> with beer. Okay. Well, it, it it just seems like of all of these combinations, it seems like like that one might be the farthest. You know, you might be the farthest right. reach beer and and candy. How does this? I mean, smell really good. What? So I just, I just want, I want to interrupt you for a second. Asian sriracha is pretty nice sauce. Yeah, it's yeah. just barely got any heat to it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm probably the wrong person to ask about that because you're Mister like heat. <laughs> yeah. But it's got just just a little kiss of heat and right. a lot of nice. So flavor. try the garlic serrano. Uh, and 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 back to the candy. Like, what gave you that idea? Uh, same thing, you know, I guess, which, which you could, uh, you know, bring it back to, sounds like a college party or something of, Hey, why don't we try beer flavors on that? Or why don't we pour a beer on that and see what happens? And, um, I like the way the you guys think. Actually, I really yeah, do. Right, exactly. I really and do. You think we just party over here and don't do any work. Uh, the, um, but no, it's, it's, there's, there's no, there's no actual alcohol or beer in the candy. It's just, we've kind of, um, worked with the flavors that you have in beer, you know, like the, the yellow one, the, uh, honey ale, which is kind of a sweet honey flavor. Some people have compared it to like a half of bison. Um, so it's got kind of a multi flavor in there. And then the um, hoppy IPA, you know, we use a, an extract in there to give you the hoppiness and the bitterness. And that, if you don't like beer, you're not going to like that one. But if you like IPAs, you should like that quite a bit. And then the, uh, the roasty stout, the brown one, that's just kind of a roasty, multi um, sweet flavored one. So, you know, hopefully not too offensive, but uh, if you're a beer lover, you know, a lot of people just leave them in their, their glove box or in their, their desk or at their <laughs> office or whatever to, uh, Get that fixed when they can't have a bottle open. Uh, Ian, what's your take on the beer-infused garlic serrano? Hot the sauce? garlic serrano uh, is uh, is really good, actually. It's got uh, a bit more heat than the other one. It's got a little sweetness to it, and uh, it says it's a farmhouse ale um, that they use in it, and you can kind of taste that, mm. like a little bit of a like a saison side of it, yeah. <laughs> flavor. It's really, awesome. really pretty nice, actually. Well, Max, we uh, sure appreciate you being on with us today. Tell people what's the easiest way to find your products because I guarantee people are going to want these soaps and the hot sauces, and we'll try this uh, brew candy and talk about it later on the show. So, um, what's okay, the best? Awesome. What's, yeah. what's well, the best way to find you online? Yeah, online. We're all over social media. So if you just look up. Um, Swag Brewery on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram are on there, but our, our website is swagbrewery.com, but you can also um, find us at, you know, we've got a bunch of different retailers. We're in all 50 states, so there's a little map on our website if you want to find somebody near you that you, you buy at a shop, or we're also on Amazon, too. Yeah, I, so. found, you, I found you on Amazon when I bought the soap sampler, so uh, awesome. Okay, okay, Max, thank you. Yeah. These products are great, and I can't wait to shower with my uh, Hoppy IPA soap. <laughs> it's awesome, awesome. so much. Well, it is 
It was a pleasure talking to you guys, and I, uh, I can I can I put in one recommendation for a potential future segment? Absolutely. So, if you guys ever revisit the uh, the light beer taste test again, yes, um, I would love I would love for you to try and find some old Milwaukee light. I'm not you know I'm a big craft beer guy, but if I'm going to drink a light beer, it's old Milwaukee light, and I, I've found a lot of people that will agree on that being um, a craft beer drinker's light beer. So if you ever get back to doing another one of those taste tests. Well, you know, either find some of that or let me know, and I'll try and ship you some. Okay, well, this is great information because I've had a lot of people say, hey, you didn't do Lone Starlight. You didn't do this. So yep. so, so we're right. going to have to do a phase two, I believe. So maybe you can come join okay. us in the okay. studio for that, uh, Max. Hey, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love that. All right, thanks for being on the show. This is Smoking and Toasting, and we'll be right back with more beer tasting and watching. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. It is show number 48. My name is Cruz. Ian Barry, my co-host, uh, Bobby on the Wheels of Steel. And uh, and you guys, thank you for listening. Uh, and thanks to Maxwell Arndt uh, from Swag Brewery. He seemed like a super nice guy and told me off air in the break that we've got to do another uh, light beer blind taste test because we... Uh, we left some light beer uh, out. That there. sounds like so much fun. Yeah, love that. Love that idea. So, uh, so we will plan another one. It'll be a little while. We've got we got a lot going on and a lot coming up. And uh, one of those things is that next week we'll be doing the show live from our one of our favorite places in the world, and that's our sponsors. Uh, upstairs deck, our sponsor being B&B Butchers and Restaurant in Houston on Washington Ave. I can just taste the bacon I'm now. I'm so oh. excited about that. Speaking oh, of taste, I'm about to try a honey ale oh, yeah, you hard talked candy about this. from Swag Brewery. So you went with honey ale first, and I'll let you be the guy that tries these. I will try them, but not until after the show. <laughs> right, no, you no not, not that I'm afraid I won't like them. I just, you know, they're hard candies, and so I, I don't really want to, like, try to do that during the show, so... First first impression, honey. Ann? Actually, kind of good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have my doubts about these. I'll be honest. I love the soap. In fact, I'm still smelling the hoppy IPA. That's great. This is That's very honey. Great. It tastes like a um, like a like a like a really good like you know how Ricola kind of yeah tastes, right 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 flavor. that sort but of without honey, the medicinal right quality. Uh-huh, so totally. it's kind of like for those of you who just like the taste of. Uh, Although cough drop, but don't want to just eat cough drops because they taste good. <laughs> yes. um, it's actually kind of good. I'm, I'm enjoying That's it. That's very interesting. Very interesting. So, all right. So, you'll have to, as this segment goes on, and of course, we're going to try in this segment the Jack Daniels single barrel select. So, I don't know if you picked select. the right time for the beer candy tasting. Or oh, I'm trying all of them right but now. But will I'm that just... throw that throw your palate off though for the Jack Daniels? Probably, but I can I can <laughs> I can quell that with beer. We still have a little of that. Uh, you into left yes so now i'm trying roasty stout by the way i just like to just say that could be my nickname yeah roasty stout you could be a dj on a country station (laughs) hey everybody it's roasty stout we got luke bryan coming up luke bryan coming up that boy ain't right more messed up than rattlesnake lawnmower see you've got it you you're you've got it down already (laughs) so the roasty stout how are you roasty stout pretty good yeah join us this saturday roasty stout will be out at the uh, ford dealership on i-35 the roasty stout almost has a little bit of a, a real kind of barley flavor to it. <laughs> You're loving this candy. I was <laughs> it's it's interesting. <laughs> this is absolutely awesome. Well, um, okay. Okay. So while you try the final one, which is the hoppy IPA. By the way, these are all hard candies that are in yeah. the shape of a hops. Yes. <laughs> which is pretty um, funny. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Well, see, one of the things, you know, we look at part of the show as a public service. 
you know, we we get to try some really amazing beers and spirits every week on this show, and it and it's awesome. And then sometimes we get we say, you know what, we have a responsibility to do things like, for example, the light beer blind taste test. We'll we'll do it for you, so you won't have to taste all those light beers to try to figure out what might might be most palatable. With something like the brew candy, that that could be a big decision whether you want to purchase a bag of that or not. This might be awesome. It might not be. So we're we're doing it as a public service. We're so hoppy it. IPA. Yes. Not sure. Not sure on that. Not one. sure on that one. Well, that one seems to me to be the one that would be the the hardest to make a candy that tasted like hops. You know what I mean? I, I don't think they have a problem tasting like hops. The hops is okay in there. It's um, there's something kind of cloying sweet in that one that doesn't agree with my palate. But the other two I thought were actually pretty good. Yeah. So you'd still buy the brew candy. Uh, you know the honey ale and uh, and the roasty style. I actually kind of like the roasty style. I like the barley kind of flavor to it. <laughs> you like you had this barley great kinda. look on your face when you had that candy in your mouth. You were just like, I actually really <laughs> like this. <laughs> I put all three flavors in my cheeks and just go on about my day. Part of our <laughs> part of our uh, thing that we do as a public service to you, our listeners, is we like to pass along tips, not only drinking tips, smoking tips, but also just in general tips about life. Life that tips. can be helpful to you. Life tips, as Hashtag it were. Hashtag life hacks. Hashtag life hacks. <laughs> so here's one for you today, and we will not charge you any extra for this program. If you are going to rob a store. Sometimes you wake up and you go, today's my day. Today's my day. If that happens to you. if And by the way, we're now cutting into really dark territory here because we're, we may be giving you a tip that can help you break the law. And that's pretty serious. This, but if. <laughs> if you're going to. You're going to rob a store. If you must. Do not return to the same store later that afternoon wearing the same clothes that you wore when you were there earlier robbing it to buy a cigar. <laughs> that's what a man in Vallejo did, uh, Vallejo, California. He was arrested on a slew of charges, it says here last week, after he returned to shop at the mini mart he'd robbed hours before. Uh, about 2.22 a.m., a mail clerk was working, and the guy came in and robbed the place. The clerk was a uh, 21-year-old uh, resident of Vallejo. Uh, he got beaten up. He required hospitalization, had serious but non-life-threatening issue, uh, injuries as a result of the robbery and assault. Then a new clerk came in and take, uh, took over. Uh, later in the day, the same guy who robbed the place came back again wearing the same clothes to buy a cigar. The new clerk recognized him from the surveillance tape, chased him, called police, and the guy is now in jail. <laughs> Look, you know, I mean, it's a convenient store to this well, guy. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, where else? Are you gonna, he, otherwise, he's going to have to walk across town to get yeah, a cigar. He's like, Man, I really want a cigar. <laughs> and I plus, really want, he's like, yeah. I got money now. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, like, as far as I'm concerned, the real lesson here is keep at least a little stock in your humidor. <laughs> you know, so you don't have to go back Cigars, to the same helping store catch criminals. you just robbed. That's right. <laughs> helping catch, catch criminals across the USA. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Ian, it is time to uh, try some whiskey here. I'm I'm actually very excited about this, uh, this Jack Daniels. Tell me the exact name of it again. The Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select okay. Tennessee Whiskey. And... Uh, any story about how you came about this? This, this is, is a their, gift? This their, uh, oh, no, no, no. It was just a friend of mine gave me a gift and knew I like whiskey. Yeah. So there wasn't any you know special thing. It might have been a birthday. I can't remember exactly. Because mm-hmm. um, it's been a while. I right. mean, the bottle's dated 
2010. 2010, okay. So um, I'm impressed that you still have some. <laughs> this is a sometimes thing, and I forget about it, too. It gets mm-hmm. kind of shoved to the back, but it's actually pretty good. There's the, there's oh, the I opening. love the sound. Love yeah, the sound. And, uh, and I forget about it. You know, and again, just Jack Daniels in general, I think, is a, more of a mixing whiskey. Um, but this is a different level mm-hmm. right here. All right, so this is... This is their is this their top shelf or do they have a, a any that you're aware I, you know, of? No, it are, might be their top shelf. Okay. I actually don't know as much about Jack Daniels as I probably should. I also figure, you know what, we might just finish this bottle today. <laughs> this is what I love about drinking with you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we only got two thirds of it left. I'm yeah. joking. There's only probably another drink left in there. <laughs> well, I will say immediately, I like it on the nose. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you, has a very pleasing. You can already pull the vanilla and. Caramel flavors out of it, which those are the flavors that, you know, yeah. the whiskeys I enjoy the most generally have those flavors. And as you can tell by the fact that the bottle is actually mostly empty, I have had this quite a few times. This, I think one of the reasons that this one has lasted so long, too, is this one doesn't win a lot of whiskey sniffs, but when I have a really interesting cigar, it does occasionally. I think I had one a couple months ago that we talked about. That Something this was a little, the, a little uh, off the beaten path. I think huh? it was that, uh, that uh, Black Works... Cigar. Oh, the Blackworks, I remember yeah, that, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. The Sindustry, was that, the, that was the one. Well, I will tell you, this has yeah. a really interesting burn yes. going down. It I, seems like it's more elongated. It I is. like it. It's, but a, it's, it's a warmth, yeah. It's not, not, not quite a burn, but it's mm-hmm. a warmth. <laughs> um, I get cinnamon in there, too. Yes. Like, I get the, uh, the uh, vanilla, the roasty flavors, the cinnamon. There's a lot of, uh, it's, it's good whiskey. A little yeah. bit of honey. A little bit of honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I like so. it. What is it? Do you recall what, a, or do you know what a bottle of this might cost? It's about a $55 or $60 bottle. So it's not like prohibitively expensive? No, not at all. This is this is a nice next level thing. Mm. So, and I think they have their single barrel and they have the single barrel select. They, it might be two different things. It might not. I, I don't know as much about it. But I will tell you that if you're in the store and you're looking for something a little better, um, this is a great... This is a great whiskey. Uh, it reminds me a bit of something like the step up for Maker's Mark is the, the, 46, the Maker's 46, which, is which really I really like. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me a bit of that in its mm-hmm. flavor profile, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe a little, Maker's 46, maybe a little more malty, but. Um, I'd have to try them is, uh, it, next to each other. I drank all mine, though. So I Your Maker's 46? Yeah, I drank. Well, I have some in the house. you got to come up. <laughs> that, was, that was a nice one. Uh, my wife was going to the uh, to the liquor store. She wanted to pick up some stuff to make some mixers. She goes, do you want anything? I said, yeah, pick me up a whiskey. And uh, and she, that's what she came back with. And I was like, ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> like, <laughs> try, I opened yes. it up, tried it. Well, we so. tasted that. Actually, it was the, the last time we were at B&B. Uh, we tasted the Maker's 46. Mm-hmm. Your buddy who's with the... Uh, uh, the liquor company. Uh, that's one of the ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That he brought over for us to sample. Yeah, so. Frank Krakenberger. Yes, he's, he's the luxury specialist for Beam Suntory Company. You gotta love that. Yeah, and that's I, a great title. I think, by the way, we may have Beam Suntory, Beam Suntory joining us at B and B the next time we're there too. Oh, that'd be so, so that, awesome. That could be really, uh, really awesome. And the next time, by the way, will be uh, this coming week. So we'll be. Uh, doing the show live from there. If you're in the Houston area and want to swing by, we generally do the show about one o'clock on uh, Thursday afternoon. So we'll be at yeah. Uh, come at by and heckle. Come by and heckle. Yeah. We'll. <laughs> who knows? We might even have an extra cigar in the bag for That's you. True. It could happen. It That's could true. happen. Uh, so we have that to look forward to. Also looking forward to two more uh, really interesting. I think really interesting. Um, Beers that are fruit infused. We have the Funkworks Raspberry Provincial coming up in the next segment, as well as 
Cascade Brewing's Kentucky Peach 2016, which comes in. Uh, it, it, I guess it's you still call bottle. it a bomber, but yeah. it's a champagne bottle. No, that's, that's, straight, that's straight up yeah. a champagne bottle. So, <laughs> so we have all of that coming up. Plus, the Buffalo Trace shortage is going to continue. And I will have that What's story What's up with that? Because I do like Buffalo Trace. Yes, a lot of people talking about Buffalo Trace, and that's why there's a shortage. And so we'll tell you what to expect if you're a fan of that spirit. Uh, that will be coming up. You're listening to Smokin' and Toastin'. Please uh, find us on Facebook, by the way, at facebook.com slash Smokin' and Toastin'. And uh, you, of course, can uh, you know click through there to listen to any of the shows. And we'd love for you to follow us so we can you know send you what we refer to as porn, which is really just pictures of like beer and whiskey and cigars. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm always telling my wife, oh, Ian texted me porn again. Libation you know, porn. Libation that's, that's porn. That's what we're going to coin like that term. <laughs> it's smoking and toasting back with our final segment uh, on the Fruit Beer Fiesta next. On the beach in Welcome back to Smokin' and Toastin'. We are so glad to have you listening to the program. And by the way, I'd like to just propose something. Now, our show is based, I know we have listeners all over the place, but we're actually based out of Houston, uh, Texas. And our sponsor is based in Houston, Texas, uh, B&B Butchers and uh, Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston, although soon uh, to be open in Fort Worth as well. And you know, it's, it's nice it's, to have a sponsor. Great restaurant. It's it is. awesome to have a delicious sponsor. It really is. Isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's nice to have a sponsor. It's great. Great to have a sponsor that isn't something you go, oh my gosh, really? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, because Charmin could have bought a sponsorship, sponsored and they're a great company, but it would have been by Blando Beer. Yeah, uh, but but it's even more awesome to have a, a sponsor that you like so much. And we this love is these guys. this is not necessarily the most exciting idea, but I think it it would behoove us to get sponsored by Solo Cups. Oh yes, because, because we, we go, go through, through a, a lot, lot of cups. cups. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anyone from Solo listening, uh, we will. We're open. To we got a great deal for you. Open negotiations. There. Also, want to mention if there's any. Anybody listening from around the country, and you have access to be able to buy uh, Pliny the Elder, I've never had it, and I really want to try it. Uh. So contact us on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash smoking and toasting, uh, smoking and toasting, and uh, I will trade you whatever beer from here that you might want that I can send you, and you can ship me the Pliny, and I'll ship you that, and we can... You know, it'll be it'll be like a mutual beer. It's like having a beer pen pal. Is what it could be kind a beer of like. Exchange. Yeah, a beer exchange. So, uh, would love to do that. I I really must try Pliny. I was reading a lot about it the last week because uh, <laughs> I just like oh man. And so and it's hard to find uh, unless you live in an area where it's uh, mm-hmm. more plentiful. So. Uh, so if you've got that, please uh, please try to help us. We would appreciate it, or try to help me. So I mentioned Buffalo Trace. Uh, the uh, The word is that the the distillery has actually been caught by surprise at the recent surge in popularity. Buffalo Trace whiskey, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, is catching on because they're incredibly reasonably priced mm-hmm. and people try it and go wow this is good and then when they're when they find out the price they immediately go out and buy some so and uh buffalo uh, trace is one of those that i i try to always keep on my shelf that one mm-hmm. an eagle rare which mm-hmm. is also right about the same price range fantastic and you um, really get a lot for what you're paying. Yeah, price it's to quality really good. And, and we're talking about you can mix it and it works great, but you can drink it straight up or on the rocks and it's delicious as well. Well, I've been hearing from 
fans of both Eagle Rare mm. and Buffalo Trace that they're like, where can I find it? It's getting hard to right. find. And it's because the demand is really exceeding uh, the supply right now. Buffalo Trace has cranked up production, uh, and they're building new buildings and everything, but they say it'll be late 2018 at the earliest before any of that stuff is uh, is going to be able to well congratulations uh, to them there, they make so. a great product yeah they really do and I, and I do love seeing that and you know that happened with my uh, favorite beer with Lone Pint Yellow Rose it really caught on when they opened up the distribution into uh, the Houston area and all of a sudden you couldn't find it right. anywhere and that's just now you can start finding uh-huh. it places yeah, it's, it's, it's been much that easier long, to yeah. find much easier to find now and well worth it by the way we've sampled it on I don't know like show number two or three way back in the beginning yeah, of, right. of the uh, program but uh, it's it's the fantastic. early days speaking of sampling beers we uh, continue with the fruit beer fiesta we've had a couple of really good ones we had the mango even keel we had the uh, Uinta Hopnosh IPA and now, it's time to try the Funk Works, ladies also, and gentlemen. Also, while I'm this, I just want to point out something funny that Maxwell said uh, earlier in the show. When you asked him, how did you, you know, how do you make this stuff? How are you doing? Like and the beer said, soap? Yeah, like the yeah. beer soap and everything else. He goes, well, basically, any part of the recipe where you would usually use water, we just used beer. <laughs> I think that is so simplistic and beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those tips you can pick up with, uh, pick up and like live your life according to. And I think that's a, a really good idea. Dude, now, look at this beer. I will say, looking at this, it actually reminds me a bit in color of the Raspberry AF from uh, St. Arnold that or, we are both fans of. Or like wine from a box. Or like wine from a box, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't smell like wine from a no, box. No, no, no. Well, and it's really fizzy. interesting. It has a very different, and all I've done is is, uh, is smell the a, glass so far. But It has a rosy color to it. It has a more... Um, a maybe more slightly more reddish and maybe not quite as drinkable uh, is my first impression of the smell as compared to the St. Arnold Raspberry AF. It smells like they're trying to do more with it, like there's more You know, I don't get a lot of raspberry flavors. smell out of this. It's just maybe a little bit, but it smells more like beer than, than raspberry. Whereas maybe. the raspberry AF, you get a big nose oh, of yeah, raspberry you, you when you smell it. pop that one yeah. open and you smell yeah. it across the room. Well, I'm well. interested to taste because well, I do love Funkworks. So. Yeah, well, I like just about everything Funkworks make. I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to like this beer before I even try it because it says wow. Funkworks. So here's my initial thing that I'm going to tell you. Much more so than the Raspberry AF, which drinks like a beer, this almost drinks like a champagne. Yeah, very, very much Very bubbly. And I like that, but it's very, very bubbly. And I don't know, it says uh, on the bottle, it's the Funkworks Raspberry Provincial Sour Ale Brewed with raspberries, raspberries, and notes of lemon zest and tart raspberries are present. Lots of lemon, And it lemon, says yeah. this delicious creation was truly a product of creativity and ingenuity and luck. In the summer of 2013, we took a test batch of our sessional sour summer ale, provincial, that didn't quite hit gravity and decided to have some fun with it by adding a heavy dose of raspberries. The end result was so delicious, we decided to recreate it. This delightfully tart fruit beer is refreshing with a citrusy raspberry aroma, which transitions to a subtly sweet and tart finish. It's 4.2% alcohol, so I think that's lower than the ABV on uh, Raspberry I AF. think the Raspberry AF is uh, 45 or 4.7. Oh, so it's not yeah, much it's pretty low, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, interesting. Like, which one do you like better? I, you know, I think the Raspberry AF to me, um, and there's one reason. Like, I like this. This tastes mm-hmm. really nice. This is a little too carbonated for me. 
it really I I think that my wife would like this because she loves champagne. Right. So you this know? is a little too carbonated for me. Um, but the flavor is really good. I like the I like the lime raspberry thing it's got going on. That's a lot of fun, actually. It really is a nice flavor balance. It is not as in your face raspberry as the AF, and I can't decide really if I like that or or if I like the in your face better. The lemony finish on this is really fun, though. Yeah, like uh, it sits on the tongue really nice. So I I'm just gonna go ahead and say. I really like both of these, and you should drink them both, the Raspberry AF and the Raspberry Provincial from Yeah, in uh, case you're wondering what to do with your beer, you should drink it. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, Ian. <laughs> I can always count on you to, just, to come through with uh, with those nuggets and pearls That's what I like to call a maddenism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember, uh, uh, I think you should do it with your beer. <laughs> you should drink it. That's, uh, right. that's a my very, very bad John Madden impression. <laughs> John Madden was the master of the obvious. Fantastic. And here we go. All right, speaking of the obvious. Oh, now this one popped like a ooh, champagne ooh, cork. Ooh. Uh, this is the uh, – Ian has just it, opened – I think it's going to bubble over. Oh, there it goes, baby. Uh, Ian has just opened the Cascade Brewing Kentucky Peach 2016 barrel-aged wheat and quads with peaches. Sorry, I had to pull the bottle over here so I could read the – uh, so read the label. Right. So it's wheat and quads with peaches, and this was the one that Joey Porter, uh, our buddy at Spec, said you got to try this on the show. This is the one you have to try. It's actually so, overflowing a little bit. It's a very happy beer. Yes, it is. Cascade Brewing uh, is living up to its name, and it's that's uh, very that's, happy. that's a pretty good thing. So, uh, so this does come in a champagne bottle. That's exactly what it looks yeah, like. It's this a champagne is a bottle. straight up champagne bottle. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see if it is. As carbonated as the Raspberry Provincial was, it sure popped like it had a lot of carbonation. Yes, it did. To it. Yes, it did. I, you know what? The the more I let the flavor of that Raspberry Provincial just dance on my tongue, the more I, I'm really like. I really like the flavor of that mm-hmm. a lot. The only really the only thing that I could even complain about is it's a little more carbonated. A little than fizzy, I yeah. But maybe we leave it open for a little bit. So I'm going to say, and this is before we try the Cascade, but. We've not been disappointed by any of these fruit infused beers today. No, but I think that I think the new trend is not to make it real sweet anymore. Mm-hmm. You remember, uh, like usually, uh, I don't like ciders, right? Uh, but we had uh, Austin East ciders. Yeah, Blair from Austin on, East ciders. And yeah. They were so good too because they weren't real sweet. Uh, I went to a bar and ordered one because I noticed they had it, and I guess the uh, bartender misheard me and she gave me a different brand cider. We'll call it Brand X. Mm-hmm. Um, no way comparison. too sweet. Couldn't drink no it. comparison. Yeah, couldn't yes. drink it. Like that's it just, why Austin East Ciders has got it figured out. And we talked about this when Blair was here. That's why their cider is appealing to people that like beer because it it works on the palate more like a beer works on the palate. Just the smell of this is making my mouth water. I can tell by smelling this <laughs> like, that you're you're going like to be a fan. It's literally making my mouth water this. just so just smelling. It smells very complex and it is Kentucky peach. So here's what it says. Kentucky peach is a blend of sour wheat and quad ales aged in bourbon and wine barrels for up to 16 months with fresh northwest grown peaches. This limited project offers flavors of ripe peaches and warm bourbon with hints of oak and a light malt This is a sour peach wonderful bomb. Yeah. If you like sours. Take my first drink here. Because I'm going to warn you, it doesn't smell as sour as it actually is. Oh, it is sour. It's really sour. Yes, I like it. But in the absolute best way, this is amazing. Wow, there's, there's a flavor. Help me with this flavor on the finish. Because you get the peach, 
But then you get this different peach flavor on the finish. What What is that? It's what like that part of the peach that's right next to the pit. Yes. Right next yes. to the You know, that, that it's a little bit bitter and a little sour, but it's really and good. And it's more intense? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that sour uh, influence in there. It's This is such a nice blend, the peach and sour. Like, I, who'd have thunk it, right? This beer is uh, Cascade Brewing Company from Portland, Oregon. Um, it says they've been a pioneer in the sour beer renaissance since 2006 and the proud innovator of Northwest Sour Ale. So what do you think? Final thoughts on the Cascade Brewing Kentucky Peach 2016. Brilliant. Is it worth the I'm 28 bucks? Man, I'm, I'm not going to let that 28 bucks go to waste. Yeah. We're going to be sure. sitting here for a little bit. <laughs> we'll see you next week uh, as we're live from B&B Butchers and uh, Restaurant on Washington Ave in Houston. Have a great week, my friends. It's Smoking and Toasting, and cheers. Woo, cheers. we got a lot left in that bottle. <laughs> This is Radio Brave. Keep listening. It gets even better. Now let's do it up. Radio Brave.